0: don't work and things just collapse naturally we already saw in march of 2020 supermarkets go empty almost overnight we we witnessed that firsthand you and uh, there, there were five of us in five states where we went out and we checked all of the supermarkets and they were all most of them empty so these event this event could happen again um for many reasons we we already know that they, they um, do simulations with cyber exercises and grids going down and, you know, food supply chains, orchestrated famine. These are all things that can happen outside of their plans because when something goes wrong, then it's a domino effect. Somebody like Ray Kurzweil, I don't know if it's as much as that people like that are afraid of death or as much as they want to sustain their life to see their science projects uh fulfilled you know they want to get to that next stage like you were explaining that he wants to uh be alive long enough to get to a certain point because he believes this technology will be uh, around and could make him live a little bit longer to go on to the next i, I think it's more uh, wanting to see if what they envision
1: works. Same yeah there's well, there's some of that and with some of these guys Um, like on the show, I can only get into a little bit of it, but, but now that Yuval Noah Harari is in video saying it, um, some of them actually believe, uh, and, and next time you're on the show, maybe we can get into this, some of these other podcasts that are pushing people into this new age spirituality, but some of them actually believe like they're going to become gods. Like they, like Yuval Noah Harari talks about each person becoming a God. And I just tell the audience, like. Go look up Anton LaVey and LaVeyan Satanism. Like, that's what that is, where you are a god. Now, look, I think you should go out there and work your butt off, whether it's for your career or whether it's for your family or whether to build your your personal legacy, you know, your estate that you want to leave behind, whatever that is, and not wait for God to do it for you. I think you need to work hard, and maybe God will look down on you and go, hey, that guy's working hard. That's great and give you a thumbs up. But if you sit around and wait for it, no, but that's different than what these guys are saying, which is you will literally become God, the manifestation well, of God, right. by having this chip well, in your head he... that beams all the powers down into your brain. I mean, th- those are sick people that believe in that. But the sad part is there's someone behind them. I mean, I know the CIA is pumping money into their projects, but they are pumping money into these guys' projects, putting them on the world stage, letting them wield power, Uh, They're very influential. So, you know, you've got that going on. While we have these sustainable goals going on, while we have the total now control through the ESGs of all the corporations. So all this really is, is sort of this technocratic consolidation of power. And it's all becoming, whatever was decentralized before is now becoming completely centralized. Correct. Which is a one world government. (laughs) We've been talking about that for years. It's back to the NWO
0: it's back to the but right but they just renamed it because they knew if they kept saying new world order new world order everybody just turns it off and goes, oh that's kooky that'll never happen even though you know HW said it would happen <laughs> um, A new world And they order. just they substituted yeah, they just substituted all for sustainability that that when that's the buzzword when you hear sustainability that's the new world order ties into climate um and everything else comes in line the the, the sustainable development goes
1: and the worst part is when you look at this stuff through the lens of nuance and you're not trying to fit yourself into the box of some you know political ideology that was written out for you and they say well which box do you check what are you going to be the sad part is Not necessarily what they're pushing, but climate change and pollution and all this. A lot of this is real. Why? Because the very people that are trying to now blame us and make you feel guilty and make you hate yourself because you're a polluter and you use a gas guzzling car and you buy water inside of petroleum-based bottles... They're the people that made all those products. I mean, we didn't discover gasoline. I mean, discover oil and then refine Mm -hmm. it to gasoline and build these cars. We didn't put water into petroleum-based bottles. They did all this. So the very people that have been polluting then try to flip it around and blame us and then say the solution to fixing pollution Mm -hmm. and climate change is to give us more technocratic power over you. So that we can fix these problems, but they never actually admit that they're the ones who cause the problems. that I, That's the, one of the funny parts. No, that'll never happen. No, but that's a lot of the gaslighting. Yeah, but, but have you ever heard listen. a Tucker Carlson or anyone that, that friends of ours would praise go on TV and even pose it that way and go, wait a second. We are the polluters. We're yeah. not the ones who created the products. We only buy the things that you put on the shelf for us to buy. When I go in the grocery store, I can only buy what's available to me on the shelf. Right.
0: And they and and now they want to control that, take that away. And, uh, you know, to where what has been around forever, like meat... Now, they, they because of their, their plastic bottles and, and pollution that they feel is everywhere, um, they want you to eat crickets. Do you see the extreme? <laughs> they, they go all the way to the extreme. It's like, you, you know, you, we're polluting the earth with uh, water bottles, and, you know, let's take the meat away.
1: <laughs> so, I know, I know. Uh, I just got to say, one of the funniest things I find at the grocery store is people that buy, like, there's, like, seven or eight brands of, like, baby food now. And everything is, like, organic, right? So the organic pear, blackberry, oat, you know, banana, spinach, carrot. And all of this organic baby food comes in petroleum-based plastic pouches with a plastic right. nipple on the top of it that you're letting your kids suck on. So your kid is sucking right. on gasoline plastic, Uh, so that it can eat this supposed organic food, of which, uh, because I got close to a lot of produce managers and stuff over the last couple of years, I found out that organic doesn't even mean that it's not GMO, and they can use over 150 chemicals on it, because the term organic, as it's labeled in a grocery store, is owned and controlled by the same people that own the non-organic food supply, and they're the ones who lobby Congress to write the definition of what organic actually means so you can literally eat something organic and think it's organic but last week congress could have changed the rule so that organic literally means human feces (laughs) you could be sucking it out of (laughs) a bottle going this is organic that's literally the time we live in now it's certainly crazy so, as a wrap up on this uh, episode, and I appreciate you coming on. Uh, what would you say to people based on this Agenda 21, Agenda 30, and all this stuff? I mean, basically, the wrap up is that this has been going on for a long time. Uh, you know, no, we no this why, for a collection yeah, of no things, that, that how we can trained. look at what's coming in the future. Correct,
0: and uh, try to get out in front of it. I always say that. Um, These are the playbooks to know why your world is changing. Now, many people listening to your show may already know a good portion of this. But to pull out the bullet points or, you know, a synopsis of it all, this is – it's no mystery. And if you can get to your politicians, if you still have that one foot in the political arena and you can get to politicians – and hold their feet to the fire, and make them answer the questions um, even better. Until all of that happens, there is nothing going to change on the political level. Because the more uh, the elected officials continue to deny these things, or, or not even acknowledge they exist, then globalism wins. And we did not vote for this. We voted. For the folks in D.C. And they're not informing their voters what's going on. Of course, we have to do it ourselves. We have to educate ourselves and our friends and our peers and and whoever wants to listen. We all know we have people in our life that don't want to listen. But if you could find those groups of people that are plugged in, it's the only way you could start making change at at the local level you know, and then maybe up the state. And it's going to take a very long time. None, none, none of this, none of this is going to happen for a few cycles because it, it can't happen overnight. You know, unless a meteor hits D.C. Uh, in one big swoop, no. If you have to replace people one by one by one by exposing the fact that they've they signed certain bills um, that fed into all of these changes, then it's going to be a very long time in order to replace these people one by one. I, yeah. I I told you I researched I researched some local candidates here and looked at all of their bios because, you know, I don't get to see the commercials because I don't watch television, so I don't get to see any of the negative or positive commercials out there. So I'm looking at all their bios and I find this one guy and he's, he, he's one of the guys, uh, out of, I think, five, five candidates in a district, I'm picking this one guy because he was the only one in his bio that said, you know, we must stop the uh, communist takeover and stop the global elites." That one sentence has my vote because he's the only one that even dared utter global.
1: His name was Elon Musk, right? <laughs> no no. <laughs> he tweeted that. No.
0: no. It, right? He tweeted that. No, no, but but I mean this is this is the only thing we can do. We we can just educate ourselves on what has happened in the past, what is happening now, where we are headed and hedge hedge against it the best we can.
1: Exactly. I think that's all there is to do. And like I said, I, I mean, as of right now, my approach is to figure this out and then build a future in which I'm, I'm going to have to live one foot in it and one foot out of it. It seems to be the realistic approach now. But yeah. as I learn more on this show from doing research and then guests I'm going to talk to, and once I start doing these audience Q&As at TV. Um you know if if my uh my plans change the solutions I come up with change then I'm going to share that with everybody. I mean part of this show is a journey for me because uh I don't oh, have I the answers. If I had all the answers I'd be off no. doing it. I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it.
0: Mhm. Um you know it, it's next level stuff with you know I I like the idea that you're going to share everything you're doing with people. Um one, it's fun, you know, to, to see things in practice and, and, you know, we all need it, – it's uplifting. It's motivating. When you see other people doing it, you're like, oh, you know, I could do that too or I wouldn't do that. Even if it's something small. It doesn't have to be something big. You could start a small um, self – you know, when I, I hate using the word sustainability anymore because it, it it's just like – in my mouth, you know, because (laughs) it falls right into um, the UN baloney. But we all need the self-sustainability the the best we can. So any small project that you can do for yourself does actually make you feel good because it makes you feel like you're being proactive in something that you do have control over at this time. And that's what we have to do. That's why I love talking about homeschooling. Because as long as you can homeschool, that's power. Power in your household. So you use the power you have. And depending upon the state you have, some have a lot of power. But you you got to hang on to the powers that we do have and teach yourself new things and and get motivated. So, yeah, I, I'm going to enjoy when you go out to the farm and interview these people and um you know, showing us your journey along
1: the way. It's going to be great. I'll hopefully have some good videos from Poland. I'm going to be learning how to make whiskey and wine, which are great barter uh, products, even in the middle of a great depression, because uh, people want to get drunk while their lives suck. So, (laughs) so it's a great, uh, it's a great product to have. I know people in certain States where it's legal that have been growing and storing and they're smart about how they're doing it and how they're storing it. Because they're not storing it at home. They're doing it off-site. And, but the, a lot of them are doing uh, like 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 aluminum foil sealed cannabis. Because like, they're uh, people that I know that don't even smoke pot. And they're like, I'm doing this because it's a good barter product in the future. So there are people that I know I've run into. I talk, even, even old friends of mine from high school that I would have never thought are into this are now uh you know putting right. together new skills and starting to figure out products and things that they can make and services they can use to trade and barter with so it's good to see that people are actually thinking this way now at the end you know if the government decides to poison our water or laser zap us so be it i mean and, and that's what it, there's you're not going to stop that you can mm-hmm. only focus on the things that you do have control over right uh, now
0: you right whatever you have control over you continue on that journey I mean I even have encountered people that do not know as much as we're talking about right now but they know something's not right they know something's coming and they in their own small ways are preparing they're making you know better purchasing choices they're uh, deciding to wait on certain things Yes, believe it or not, you know, with the price of food, because, again, a lot of people are learning how to can and jar um, and grow, not even because they're thinking there may not be no food on the shelves. A lot of them are doing it because they're like, you know what, if I can start jarring at today's prices right now, you know, the food I buy today, the tomatoes I buy today. Um, and jar them, well, then I'm ahead of the game because they might be double next month. So that that's another thing I'm noticing people are doing because there's a lot of people out there that can't grow the food. They don't live where they could grow the food. But if you could go to a farm and, and get things, um, you know, at a good price, there's a lot of farmers markets. You know how they do, we'll say, the whole bushel for five bucks. Maybe, you know, yeah. they want to get rid of them. Whatever. So, yeah, people are taking that and saying, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to take these home and cook them up, jar them up, and I'm ahead of the game because we all see what the prices in the supermarkets are doing. Now, the f- the, the food might always be there on the shelves, but it just might be so horrifically expensive, you won't be able to afford it. Oh, yeah, and look,
1: I, so I you... mean, it's the same thing as restaurants when they raise the prices uh, During times like this, I, I've talked to many of the produce managers at the stores, and they basically tell me like once they raise that price, they're not really going to come back down. Right. So If they uh, were right. forced to go from a $1 dollar to a dollar fifty to for a nectarine, that nectarine is really not going to come back to a dollar. Uh, or you'll see it like gasoline, where they, they do this to us every three four years on a cycle. Gas will go from two to four dollars, and then they'll bring it back down to three fifty. And then it'll go up from three fifty again. It'll never go back to two dollars. So, the prices are never really going to come down at the stores. And that's why, if you have cash sitting on the sidelines and you're not trying to play like I am, this game where I got to hold it because I want to get a property. If, if I already had one and didn't need it, I would be using it to buy a bunch of goods and supplies and stuff that I think are right. going to go up in price in a year or two, just right. to hedge against inflation. Right. I mean, is your money better off? Right. If, Let's say you want—I don't—you don't want it—but know, let's say you want a case of plastic water bottles. You know, if I—if they're three dollars today, and I think they're going to be six dollars next year, and I have the ability right. to buy and store a hundred cases of water, then why not do it? Because my cash that's sitting there is losing value every day as they as they drive inflation up. So, the its you know—it's like that's buying gold right. to hedge against inflation. Right.
0: So I am seeing that. I'm talking to a lot of people that are doing that. They're 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 just saying whatever I can get now, you, you know, some people do the buy one, get one free. So you, whatever they're getting and, and they want to put it on the shelves, or, you know, like I said, the produce, they want to jar it. Good for them. At least you feel like you are being in control of something. It's keeping yeah. people motivated.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just did uh, jarring for the first time this weekend. We jarred, cucumbers from our uh, garden we jarred green tomatoes from our garden we jarred beets from our garden and uh no it actually i think what happens is so many people are afraid because if you go out there you'll find 71 videos on uh pickling cucumbers right and then you're like oh my god this is too much but i said you know what i'm gonna take one whole day and i'm gonna watch all these video, like ones that you sent me, ones that I found. And I'm going to take notes like I do with the stuff I talk about here until I figure out mm-hmm. a recipe and a formula Wait, what that you're seems comfortable to work with for me. Right. And then I'm going to try That's that. It's going to take four or six weeks for those pickles to get to a point where I could try them and see. Are they too mushy right. because this guy boiled them too long or it was too high of a temperature? And then you're going to know after the first batch. And just like a recipe. Right. You're going to try it again. I mean, you got to wait longer with this, but so what? If my cucumbers are mushy, I'm still going to eat them. I mean, because I'm not going to waste them. Ours the came food, out so. great. Oh, they yeah. did?
0: No, ours came out great.
1: You know, oh, that's good. again,
0: it was our first time trying. Yeah, and they did, they came out great. How um, long did you boil? No, it's, it's it's all fun. Oh, God, I can't remember. Was it 30 15 minutes, minutes or 10 minutes? Oh, okay. I can't, I cannot remember.
1: Let me ask: Are you putting the brine in right from the boil, or were you letting it cool? Yes.
0: No, no, no. Boil. Oh, and they were still yeah. crunchy. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, and we put okay, them away, good. and you know, when they were ready, they were they were crunchy. Yeah, they're fine.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. maybe fifteen minutes.
0: I can't. I can't remember. Maybe I did fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, if we take a trip uh, back to Florida, we're going to film over there at your homestead. <laughs> Yeah, you got all my, my, my little, my little postage stamps Homestead. <laughs> I know, but your setup Port, is really cool. Quarter
0: acre. It's cute, right? It, it, it's working for me. I like it. It works. He, he built me the outdoor kitchen to, you know, put the big pots out there and do my thing.
1: Yeah. it works. Fantastic. All right. I know you've got to run and I got to run because I got to get up early in the morning, edit a couple of shows pick up a car and drive from Maryland to Newark to get on a plane to go Ooh. to Poland. And hopefully during uh, the time right now, I'll be honest for the folks, it's 11.30 p.m. Eastern time. Hopefully I don't catch monkeypox between now and oh God, uh, in shit. the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you have a safe trip and I'm sure I'll be talking to you or texting with you while
1: you're away all right it'll be great yeah and i'll text you when i get over there i will have to use a different number the way it works over there so i will uh send you that number when i have it all right wonderful all right thank you very much ladies and gentlemen this was maria albanese check her out every friday on the thomas Payne podcast i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and have a wonderful day you're listening to the dustin gold standard on ping.tv